Driving the Future is a podcast about where the automotive industry is going and how not only to keep up with the rapidly changing business, but to shape it. In the second episode of Season 2 of Rising Stars Speak, Jürgen Müller from Bosch and Capgemini's Kai Oliver Scherford talk about software applications in vehicles and technical solutions that can overcome current challenges in the autonomous driving market. Hello and welcome to the second episode of the second season of our Rising Stars Speak. I'm Doug Bolduck, Managing Editor at Automotive News Europe. Thanks so much for joining us. With us today is Jürgen Müller, who is Robert Bosch's lead representative in the Automated Driving Alliance, which includes the supplier and Volkswagen Group's software arm Carrion. The 2020 Rising Star Award winner started with Bosch in 2006 and has progressively earned top-level positions at the world's largest auto supplier since then. Since 2017, his focus has been autonomous and automated driving. Also with us today is Kai Oliver Schaefer, Executive Vice President at Capgemini. Kai started his career at consultancy CSC in 1997 and moved to Capgemini in 2002, where he has held a range of key roles at the company for the last 20 plus years. When he's not on a plane heading towards a customer, he can be found in Stuttgart. Thank you gentlemen so much for being with us today. I'd like to get started with a question for Jürgen. And Jürgen, could you tell us what are the biggest opportunities for software to further enhance key areas of the automotive industry? So the key areas for automotive software are automated driving, software-defined vehicle, and infotainment. The total share of software as part of the value of a vehicle will increase from 10 to 30%. In parallel, also the amount of lines of code in a vehicle will increase massively. We expect that it will be 100 times more than the lines of code in an airplane. And with this growth, this brings us a lot of opportunities and new business models. And one business model I would like to share today with you is the crowdsourced map generation. So what is the crowdsourced map generation? So the principle is we use sensors, which are anyhow in the car, like a radar. We are driving around with end customer vehicles and the radar recognizes in its surroundings, for example, a tree, a street lamp or a house. And then the car can localize itself based on this so-called objects. So this gives the car and based on the software we are coding and generating here, complete new possibilities for localization, which really can enable a more human driving behavior of the software in order to enhance uh, future automated driving. Okay, Kai, uh, could you also ask, answer that question? What are the biggest opportunities you see for software to further enhance key areas of the automotive industry? Yeah, so it's quite, quite, quite interesting to see how, let's say, there is a shift in a paradigm. Yeah, the, the former superheroes in the automotive industry uh, were the combustion engine uh, engineers. Now the software engineers uh, move more into the focus. And uh, here we see definitely uh, a step also from physical to digital. Uh, we see from a sequential approach that the industry now can move to a more parallel approach here. And for example, and when we see uh, how new technologies like digital twins are applied, yeah, to automotive, I would say that's uh, that's quite compelling, and these are all game-changing 
aspects. It's also when you look into a car these days and in the coming years, you will see much less, let's say, physical instances within the car that you will see more digital instances. Yeah, this gives a lot of opportunities of virtualization. This means also that you can, let's say, renew the car via over-the-air updates uh, on the go, which is definitely a leap step for the industry and which is a big opportunity on one hand for the customers, drivers, passengers, as well as for the automotive manufacturers as well. All right, thank you, Kai. Uh, Jürgen, what are the key challenges as automakers work to accelerate the introduction of automated driving functions across all vehicle classes? So our vision is zero, which means having a world with zero car accidents. So this means that the software has to do a better driving than the human, than the human driver. And in order to achieve this, we have to massively test our software. So the key challenge is in order to go towards more on automated driving software and towards more automation, we need artificial intelligence. But on the other side, artificial intelligence needs a massive amount of data. So we had to change our development methods. In the past, we used development vehicles. And for example, if we wanted to test our software, is the software capable to recognize boats on a trailer? We normally sent out a handful of test vehicles and gave them the task, please find boats on trailers. And as you can imagine, um, in Stuttgart area where Bosch is headquartered and um, where we have the center of our automated driving uh, development centers, it's sometimes kind of difficult to find boats on trailers because we have no huge lake around us. In future, actually, we can leverage here the data collection of end customer vehicles. So how does it work? Um, work? We will have a connection to hundreds of thousands of end customer vehicles. And whenever a boat on a trailer comes in front of a customer vehicle, which is connected with us, we can trigger and capture that scene. It pushes back to our service and then we can test the software. So this gives us a massive scalability and a massive speed in regards of software de development. Third challenge is the investments. The investments are getting towards higher automations, much higher and are really, we need to invest a lot of money. And the fourth challenge is scalability. So when you want to offer the software from, from an entry level to a high-end car, you have to as well to meet the requirements to be competitive and cost-effective enough for an entry level, but as well competitive and cost-effective enough for a high-end car. And in order to uh, come over these challenges, the Bosch Group has decided to partner with Carriot and with the Volkswagen Group. And both companies have pulled since 22 um, 1,000 engineers worldwide together. And we are working towards functionalities up to level three on the automated driving roadmap. But we are not only um, collecting data via the Volkswagen fleet, so we also have equipped our own Bosch fleets with so-called retrofit cameras. So it means we are putting retrofit cameras behind the wheel shield of, for example, own Bosch fleets. So Kai, if you, for example, have a problem with a dishwasher, the service agent comes with his car and vehicle and on the, on the way to your um, house, he, he can capture sceneries which are interesting for us. Currently, we are having around 1,500 vehicles connected worldwide and they're giving, giving us hourly and daily a huge amount of data back what we can use 
and in order to test, to validate and make our software more secure and safe. All right. Thank you, Jorgen. And Kai, what about you? What, what are the challenges you see as automakers work to accelerate the introduction of automated driving functions across all vehicles? Yeah, let, let me start with uh, the dishwasher example from you, Jürgen. And uh, fun fact, I have a Bosch dishwasher. Oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> this thing, yeah. uh, here, so no maintenance topic uh, until now. On the other side, I cannot agree more with your prior priority, which is around safety and security around autonomous driving. I think uh, this is the first priority. This is uh, not to negotiate and is definitely on top of the agenda, also which is needed uh, for the homologation and the validation verification of the next uh, generations of uh, autonomous driving. Your topic around investment, and I think you extended it exactly in the right direction, where are the major strategic decisions? This will be around partnerships, around make or buy, and uh, also to decide in which direction you move here. And uh, it also depends on the strategy, which is depending on the geography. Yeah, there are different approaches in North America, in Western Europe, as well as in the China region here. Also to make decisions about the regional aspects here. And uh, finally, I want to add uh, a topic which is also a challenge for the industry, especially for the car manufacturers, is around sustainability. If you have a car that is able to drive uh, highly automated here, yeah, let's say on level three here, and you have all the hardware, also hardware here, and software built into the car, if you want to go to the next level here, Sometimes this means that the current solution, which is kind of hardwired partially into the car, will not probably allow to go directly to the next level of automated driving. Well, gentlemen, it's been a fascinating time speaking with you. Incredible topics, and I appreciate all of your insights. That's going to wrap it up today for Rising Stars Speak. A big thank you to Automotive News Europe for letting us share these insights with you. There's lots more where that came from, so feel free to check out the link in the show notes. That's all for now. We'll see you next time on Driving the Future.